Hello, Greg O'Rourke here. Welcome to another Fret Dojo video session. And it's great to uh, have all you guys tuning in. And for those of you watching the replay to this, a warm welcome to you as well. I've got a fabulous guest today. Uh, he's my long-term collaborator, uh, both um, on many gigs and performances, as well as a lot of teaching material for Fret Dojo. Uh, it's with great pleasure I'm welcoming back to the dojo the fabulous Stuart King, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg, thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure. What are we talking about anyway today in today's session? We've got a very interesting workshop uh, prepared here. Uh, yeah, so we're looking at um, melodic development uh, in this session. And uh, as you're saying, you know, like with some of the other videos I've done, they've been about other topics like, you know, speed and things like that. So it's kind of funny. Um, that we're looking at this as well, but I, I think it's all part of the same thing, really. You know, everything you, we play is melodic in some way. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting topic. And what we're just kind of looking at is just um, how we can kind of improvise in a kind of melodic kind of way. So um, yeah, we've got some kind of examples here and some little ideas we can work on. Um, and, and just a little thing that you can um, practice at home um, and play around with to help you develop that. It's actually just a kind of fun little activity. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get stuck into that pretty soon too, I reckon. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think um, uh, kind of what prompted this is like uh, you've recently come on board as a as a uh, like a Fret Dojo instructor. So we're starting a new instructor program at Fret Dojo, and Stuart um, and I were talking about this kind of in preparation to a big coaching program that we're planning to do. Um, but also Stuart is available for one-on-one -on -one lessons as well. And so you'll get a bit of a taste in this workshop, um, you know, what it's like working with Stuart. But I thought when we were talking about this topic of melodic development, it's so important. Often it's called motivic development, but I think that uh, we, we decided to rephrase this to melodic development because the idea of melody is so important and often overlooked uh, as, as an improviser. Uh, so for those of you that want to follow along with um, some of the exercises Stu's doing, we've actually prepared a PDF that you can get by clicking the link below this video. It's fretdojo.com slash PDF. So, um, you know, if you, if, if you are watching the replay, um, make sure that you uh, grab that by clicking the link and you'll get a, uh, uh, the backing track that Stu's using for this session as well as all the examples that he's going to go through. Okay, man, let's, let's take it off, eh? Let's, let's uh, take it from the top. Yeah, sure. So um, what we'll um, talk about is, do you want to just get stuck into the kind of the uh, activity and go through the sheet and stuff? Well, that'd be fun, I reckon. Oh, for sure, man. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. Well, well let's talk about, um, so you're saying melodic or motivic development. And I, I've got to admit, Greg, one of the reasons why I wanted to change the topic to melodic development was just because I couldn't pronounce motivic. <laughs> Um, I kept, yeah, kept, kept getting tongue tied, but no, uh, in all seriousness, um, melodic sounds better as well. It's kind of, I think sometimes, um, it's a useful way to kind of frame things the way you think about things. Um, and thinking melodically is, um, useful and you can think melodically whether you're playing like fast from some of the other stuff we've done or, you know, any style, you know, whether you're playing jazz or blues or, or rock or country or whatever, you know? Um, so it, it's a really uh, interesting thing to talk about, but basically what we're looking at today is just taking a short, simple idea, um, musical idea, and kind of developing it and exploring different ways to use it on your instrument. Um, and as I was saying, um, you can do this in any style of music as well. And, and the good thing about this um, little 
game, let's call it a game um, that you were going to play, um, is that it's suitable at any level. So if you're a beginner or just learning to improvise, you can use this as a kind of, you know, launching pad to get started. Or if you're an advanced player, it's great to work with and kind of play around with just to come up with different ideas and things as well. Um, so it, it's suitable for all levels, uh, levels and, um, you know, uh, it, it isn't necessarily an approach you might take when improvising because, you know, we don't want to be thinking, you know, when we're improvising, we, we're, we're in the creative zone, mm. <laughs> hopefully. Um, but um, it's a useful concept to work with to, and to expand your, your creativity and your ability to create interesting ideas and musical phrases um, when improvising. Do, do you want to just kind of demonstrate some uh, melodic development in action? Uh uh, you know, like, like what, what, what does that sound like when you're kind of practicing in that way, like taking a short melodic idea and then developing it uh, over a solo? Yeah, sure. Well, let's, um, what I'll do is, uh, why don't, why don't we pick one of those? We, we've got a sheet of, uh, of just some little ideas that we kind of sketched out, um, uh, before the session. So why don't we pick, uh, one of those and, um, and just kind of play around with it with the backing track, see what we can come up with. Sounds good. Um, okay, what one looks good? Well, let's, you know what, let's start with number one. Everyone's going to see number one, so. <laughs> Numero uno. <laughs> yeah, number one. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's just the numbers on the PDF that you can get for this lesson, but Stu will play it anyway on the call so you can hear what it sounds like. Yeah, so I'm just going to move this little idea around. Um, so, and again, like I was saying before, we're just framing this as a little game. It's a bit of fun. Um, there's no pressure. It's just a, um, yeah, just a fun thing to do. And we're just going to take that idea. I'm using G minor seven um, to C7 as the chord progression that I'm improvising over. Nice and slow, nice and simple. You can do this with more complicated things. You can do it with a standard. You can play fast tempos or different styles. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I've keeping it simple for now just for everyone to enjoy and you know, have a bit of fun with. So I've got idea number one there. Uh, let's check out that one. So that's just... Okay, just Ooh, a, tasty. Just a little bluesy kind of idea over that. That G minor to C7 sound. But uh, let, let's see what we can do. I'm going to play around with it. Now, you might find that you'll only be able to stick with an idea for so long before your brain goes, okay, come on, let's move on to something else. So, but again, this is just a game. So I'm going to kick off the backing track and kind of see how we go. Here we go. and see if I can kind of make different variations on it, play it in different parts of the bar, play it in different areas on the fretboard, start with different starting notes. So, you know, instead of starting on beat three, start on beat one. Change the rhythm a bit, you know. Again, I'm already starting to feel I'm a bit kind of like, okay, I've kind of milked that idea for all I can do. 
So, you know, what I'd probably do then is kind of move on and start exploring some other ideas. But sure. without the backing track there, it's really just a, an idea of just kind of seeing what you can do. And I like the idea of kind of using short little motifs. Two notes is fun. Three notes, four notes, five notes. Little short little phrases and rhythms and things like that. And this is a pretty common thing. Um, let me just say that I didn't invent this. Um, you know, I've kind of seen Jim Hall demonstrate this in lessons. And, you know, I've had other, you know... Our teachers talk about this but it's really just being able to learn to take an idea and kind of move it around in, in such a way and um you know we've got our thinking cap on whilst we're doing this we're kind of looking at things and seeing how it sounds on the guitar um you know seeing what it sounds like if we start to play you know in a different spot or if we change the rhythm and what that does is it just kind of like helps develop your ear and your ability to execute different things on the guitar you know I think, I think what's really great about this approach is taking a, like, even in the practice room, uh, if not on stage, is taking a short little idea and then sort of threading it out over a solo. Is it, it, it gives the audience a sense of something to hang on to, um, you know, because that's what, you know, ultimately music is about. It's about making a musical statement that makes sense and people can really resonate with. And uh, whereas just, if you just have a bunch of, disparate ideas just one here's one idea here's another idea it makes your job more stressful because you've got to kind of think oh i've got to keep thinking of all these ideas and also it's uh the audience won't won't understand it as easily um because all great melodies you, you know like uh, classical composers they use this kind of idea of of, of a strong motive th through a lot of their compositions it goes all the way back to bark and beyond there that that sort of thing so, so we're basically just taking that core musical concept and in this case kind of applying it to a sort of a jazz blues sort of style, but this can definitely be used in any style, yeah? Yeah, and that's interesting because you could probably look at someone like Bach and check out some of the fugues where um, it's been a long time since I've looked into that sort of thing, but a fugue is uh, one or two ideas, um, I think. And then, you know, he moves it through different keys and does all sorts of things with it. But I think the whole composition is based on that one kind of idea at the beginning, whatever that is, you know. Uh, what was that Bach one that he... Yeah, yeah, I know that one. And then the whole thing just keeps going with that idea and just moving it around and changing it and... Um, sort of even flipping it upside down or back to front and, and those kind of things they do, you know. That's called retrograde, isn't it? Retrograde inverse. I think so, yeah. Yeah, backwards, I think oh, I can't remember. But but I think you know with 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 like motives and ideas, uh, a lot of the like because when I compose, I've been doing a lot of composition as I've I was talking to you off the call uh, lately, and and taking ideas like this, what what's good about it when you're creating music is it allows you to focus more on other aspects of the performance because a lot of this kind of jazz instruction is like so the the overemphasis is on just like the idea itself rather than the way you play it or, or the expression or the articulation and all that sort of thing. But if you have something that, that is very easy for you to hang on to and the audience, it means that you can start to work on those more subtle aspects of your playing. Because, you know, when I was hearing you before, you had a lot of these like really nice little bends and slides and little that sort of tasty vibrato and that kind of speaking the idea. I reckon it's just as important in music as the actual ideas itself. Yeah, exactly. Like for an, a simple idea like that, um, would you know, you could play it so many different ways. And on the guitar, the guitar is such a fun instrument for that reason because, you know, if we look at that, and I mean, that 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 isn't necessarily probably the best idea to start a solo with. That that to me feels like more of a response. That phrase feels mm. more of a response to something else. 
But um, if I take that idea, you know, it, on the guitar, it's just so interesting because, you know, uh, the way I think I played it was a very bluesy kind of lick. You kind of expect it to resolve a bit, don't you? Mm. You know, to do that kind of Kenny Burrell. But again, I'm still working with that idea in a way, if you think about it. I'm wanting to do something else with it. You know? Nice. You know? And, and that's the thing, like the guitar's interesting because I can play that idea here. And you can sit down and think of different ways, different fingerings, but what if I did it here? Sounds different. You know? Or what if I, you know, this bluesy note, you know, starting to sound a bit, I'm, I'm overusing it a bit. What if I just played it as a... Changed oh, it. nice. I've just changed it again. So I reversed it. So that note, the F to the G, I've done the other way around. G to F. We've got a new idea. We haven't done anything. So just changed a few parameters. You know, or we could even just kind of, you know, change the rhythm a bit. You know, it's almost like two ideas in one there. Mm. Then I could move that around. Wow. You know? Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't end. You could sit there all day with one idea and find every possible version of that. And um, and if you just kind of, you know, move around the different positions on the guitar, you know, what if you played it, you know, on um, one string? Sounds completely different. Or if you use slides and vibrato and pull-offs and hammer-ons. Nice. Sounds completely different. Or you could play it real staccato. You just take the first two notes of the idea. Reverse it. That was a really lovely demonstration of how to basically um, you know, you just took that very simple first idea that's on that PDF that's for this lesson and and you showed like like literally you could sort of spend spend a couple of hours really with that um, in terms of the amount of creative potential from that tiny little idea. So so very impressive stuff. Do you, do you want to work on another one that, that's from that, that PDF just as an example? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what have we got here? Uh, let's have a look at, let's pick a number, a number at random. So we, we've kind of used like a short two, four note idea. What if we use one of the longer ones? Number seven looks a bit longer. Actually, no, let's skip number seven because that's kind of similar. Um, why don't we go with number 13? That looks good. So that's nice. Number and 13. What does, that, what does that one sound like? Uh, let's have a listen. Uh, See if I can remember what it is now. <laughs> um, so we've got um, nice and easy, right? So uh, just minor pentatonic, really. So again, that idea is really simple. We could kind of work that. Um, in fact, let's try that with a backing track. It'll sound a lot more interesting. And I, I'm just going to try and move it around and just play around with it. So you know, don't, and when you do this, don't expect anything magical to happen. It's it's a process of exploring and playing around and kind of just letting letting things flow. So let's see. I'll kick off the backing track again, and um, I'm just going to play with that idea. I'll try. Here's a few techniques I might try. Um, so a couple of good ones, moving the pattern around in different positions or changing the starting and ending notes as we discussed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, leaving space is another good one. So we might, you know, leave a lots of space between the notes. 
I might cut the idea in half or start in different points of the bar. Displays the rhythm or change the rhythm. So again, like we, you can come up with so many, so many interesting things. Um, I've said all that. Let's see if I can do it. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. All right. Trying to just leave a bit of space now. so 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 musical isn't it you, you know like this this is the sort of music i like to hear this kind of um you know like obviously you've got chops you know you demonstrated that in some of our other videos um you know like astounding chops but you can see how you can you can make wonderful music without even going there you know like obviously if you wanted to kind of build it a bit you have the ability to do so but there's this um the, there's this amazing sense like i could follow your narrative there um, and it was just through manipulating that idea, it kind of brings it all together. Yeah, I think so. And um, I mean, even like playing fast, everything's, a, you can think of anything as an idea, playing a fast line or patterns an idea or playing a certain, um, you know, a certain scale over a certain chords an idea or a certain substitute or anything you can, can it an idea it could be you know using triads or it could be using a certain rhythm you know but um obviously for this kind of lesson we've kind of just picked a few musical kind of phrases and limited them to like you know four five six notes mostly you know um but anything's an idea so it could be just using you know you, you could go i'm going to work on using pentatonics over different chord progressions so outside of just using you know g minor pentatonic have a g you know what about using a minor pentatonic as well and you could spend you know hours on that and um the, the more you do that the more you'll kind of develop the ability to execute these things creatively and i also think and and like you were saying with composition before as well i think um everything kind of starts with one idea doesn't it in a sense mm. in a way like I don't know, I, I want to learn to play a tune. So you go, okay, what tune should I learn, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an idea, you know, and that's kind of the seed. And I think when you're writing music as well, you just need that one strong idea and that becomes the seed that kind of grows into the tree kind of thing, um, to use a, a, a kind of metaphor there. Um, For sure. But, 
just one strong idea is all you need and, and you don't necessarily have to stay with it i mean when i'm playing these ideas i'm getting to a point where other stuff's wanting to come out like mm. i'm kind of almost restraining myself and but i've kind of got this idea as the kind of nucleus that's kind of like that's kind of I, i'm rooted in that idea where i keep kind of referring back to it and it gives me a sense of direction in the solo and what i'm working with definitely um, yeah and uh and definitely makes it more listenable for, for the audience as well. I really like that idea of a of a kind of a seed seed idea, um, it, yeah, and and then kind of the the solo kind of grows out of that. That's an amazing kind of metaphor. And um, yeah, I, and both with improv because improvisation basically is composition. Really, it's kind of like spontaneous, more spontaneous composition. And there's kind of a spectrum, I think. Where, but but all regardless of whether you're composing or improvising, this kind of same principle applies so yeah man what what a what a wonderful workshop it's been today i think um yeah uh, it's a it's a simple concept that anyone can do at any stage of their playing like in, incorporating this idea of taking a short phrase and developing it melodically but uh you, you know regardless of where you're at it's a very powerful technique as well uh it can it can um bring a lot of sense to your music making and your improvisation and, and and it actually makes it easier to improvise as well. So uh, so yeah, it's f fantastic to have you on the call today, Stu. Uh, yeah, it was it was great hanging hanging out with you today. It's always a pleasure. It's always lots of fun. <laughs> and, and just a reminder to everyone here that um, for for those of you uh, that are keen to look at a whole bunch of ideas, I think Stuart made a made a sample PDF of about uh, seventeen or at least ideas um, on a PDF that you can just take those ones that he's gone through in the lesson, but also the uh, 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 a whole bunch of other really tasty kind of uh, jazz blues kind of Kenny Burrell style inspired lines. So uh, so make sure you click the link below this lesson to uh, access that PDF. And uh, before we wrap up today, uh, just a reminder that yes, Stuart is a, um, a qualified Fret Dojo approved instructor. And so he um, uh, will be uh, available to take some one-on-one -on -one students on for coaching. Um, we also have a kind of a boot camp style uh, three-month coaching program coming up with the opportunity to get one-on-one -on -one lessons as part of that as well. And uh, Stuart's on board for that as well. So if you are keen on um, getting uh, lessons with Stuart King uh, in some way, shape or form, make sure that you contact us at support at fretdojo.com and, um, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll be happy to line that up and facilitate that for you. So uh, it's been great having you on the call today, Stu. Thanks very much for coming on. And um, yeah, hope you can make it again to another, another live session, man. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. It's always fantastic. And uh, yeah, I really hope um, your uh, students and uh, everyone listening um, got some value out of this today. So, yeah, have fun. Awesome, man. Okay, well, thanks so much. And um, yeah, th thanks for everyone that tuned in. And we're looking forward to seeing you in the next episode of Fret Dojo. Bye for now. <laughs>